Uh, we'll get those listeners from 16 to 17. Hopefully they don't Bill, Bill O'Brien this thing, man. We'll be all right. Welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. All right, everyone, welcome back. If you haven't heard it already, this is actually the second part of a interview with Neil from Clock Dodgers, and we talked all about free agency, all kinds of names. We already hit a lot of the bigger names from Tampa Bay, Arizona, Houston, those kind of things in the first part. So go ahead and check that out if you haven't. If you're back for a second helping, thank you. Hope you enjoyed the first half. And this is the rest of it. Of course, a few things came up after we stopped recording. Of course, we were asking for it. We were begging for it for somebody to sign right after because we were making fun of that. So, of course, Todd Gurley goes to Atlanta one year deal. I think you'll hear I think you'll hear Neil kind of call that not to Atlanta but the one year deal part. And then of course Melvin Gordon, no one called it going to Denver. So we didn't know about those two things, but we didn't waste too much time on it. I'll leave it in there so you can see what our thoughts were. Doesn't change much of anything. Hope you enjoy the second half. Let's go. Moving along very slowly (laughs) we talked about digs and i forgot to immediately bounce over to minnesota now recently they re-signed kirk cousins to a couple years so he's going to be there Thielen's sticking around so we can talk a little bit of Thielen. we also we probably need you know another wide receiver this has already been a team in a situation where it's been Thielen and digs and then like literal nobodies you don't even know who it is and now there's nobody there's not even the second guy that we know so unless you're a big ola bc i think is his name fan right <laughs> i like who who oh, there's a, someone named bb there's someone named bb on that team too i'm pretty sure um that's all i know so <laughs> i think they're gonna draft somebody they've got some extra picks now right they got it first even are we buying Thielen now kind of low or do we wait until after the draft and they take a rookie is he going to get even lower so you insulted treadwell first of all you didn't even mention him who you didn't even give him a mention treadwell laquan treadwell come on man no i'm just kidding i mean huh? Huh? he never was a, he never became a thing he never was a thing he's supposed to be a thing but he wasn't um which makes you wonder do they feel burned by that um I mean, you're definitely buying Thielen if you can at a cheap rate, but I don't think there's any reason why anyone's going to discount him at this point. Um, Diggs is gone. His competition's gone. They're, they're, they should definitely draft a wide receiver. There's no, if they, if there's no way they roll with this group. I mean, come on. If they roll with this group, that's crazy. Buy all the Dalvin Cook everywhere. Yes, for sure. Buy Dalvin Cook everywhere. <laughs> buy his backup everywhere. Um, yes. You know, buy buy. The tight ends, if you want, Irv Smith and those guys are interesting this year. Um, Buy Ab- Abdullah. Yeah, I think uh, Madsen and 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 Mike Boone made Amir Abdullah an afterthought. 
I don't even. He know actually if he's started anymore. showing up towards the end of the season in that satellite back role. Yeah, he actually looked half decent. Maybe he's going to be Tom Brady's new target in in Tampa. I don't know what to tell you. Know, you. you know who's going to be his target in Tampa when they sign Chris Thompson in a few days. Oh, that would be very cool. <laughs> I've been a Chris Thompson fan forever. That'd be awesome if that happens. If anyone knows how to use it, maybe Tom Brady. I th- that would be amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> <laughs> now that I have no Chris Thompson stock, it would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> right? Who does? Now that I've given up officially. So yeah. The only other place where we've got anything major going on I can think of is Bridgewater with Carolina. And just, there's not a lot going on here, but does this help or hurt DJ Moore and or Curtis Samuel? Yeah, I don't want it to hurt DJ Moore at all. Um, the the talk on Twitter or on podcasts or on articles and all the analysts is everyone saying Curtis Samuel um, his skill set is a Bridgewater thing, right? Um, I'm not gonna buy that all the way. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be the guy that pays for that. If you have him, great. If it works out that way, great. Um, and I'm also not gonna knock, um, DJ Moore to the point where it's like, you know, Curtis Samuel is gonna pass him because of some skill set that he has. Um, wait, you're saying people are saying that Curtis Samuel gets a boost because of Bridgewater? Yeah, that's what I think I've seen that he matches up uh his skill set matches up with him or something to the to that effect. Okay, I've also seen the complete opposite of people oh, saying that Curtis Samuel is down because Curtis Samuel got crazy like top 10 air yards, but Bridgewater's not known for airing it out. Gotcha. Maybe I read it backwards. I'm not sure. I'll try to see if I can find it while we're talking about it. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think there's any – I mean, listen, these are – for DJ Moore, we're talking about a guy who had Kyle Allen, you know, as his quarterback most of the year. Um, it was never – you know, it, it, there's no reason to think that that Bridgewater is going to, you know, be a downgrade. Um, so I, I'm fine with it. Yeah, see, I, if, I, if I can reference this, um, I'm seeing it on Twitter, right? So people are saying, by Curtis, you know, FF Stompy. Uh, Samuel ranked ninth in air yards and 101st in target quality, 105th in catchable targets. Below is Teddy's efficiency numbers from last season. Uh, player profiler, yeah, fantasy mansion. Curtis Samuel was always miscast as a field stretcher. Teddy paves the way for a long-awaited, fully optimized offense in Carolina. Panthers can now deploy three running back wide receiver hybrid players simultaneously to dominate the short, high-percentage quadrants and threaten the NFL team yak record. Man, I thought I was taking a little bit of uh, a... <laughs> All right. I don't know. I mean, again, this, it's up to you how you want to, you know, read it and how you want to take it. Um, I'm not going to I'm not going to get crazy with Curtis Samuel. I mean, I feel like we've been like I feel like every year there's a reason why we're supposed to get crazy about Curtis Samuel and it never you know, it never totally comes to life. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, he was on my buy low list you know, off season last year as well. Um, every year everyone says it, but then still somehow he is still low. And then, like you said, he's disappoints for some excuse. Right. And I don't know if it's cause we're pumping him up too much. I mean, he, last year, what he was probably top 30, what, thir- top 35, maybe. I don't um, even know. He might be somewhere around there. Um, but, uh, he was in that 35 range. But I mean, I mean that's not horrible, right? I mean, it's not like he's terrible, but maybe people are just pumping him up too much to the point where it's not in my uh, in my place to take him. But 
you know, like I said, these guys had bad quarterbacks last year. I don't even want to say bad, but just not nothing, nothing special, nothing great. Um, so there's no reason to believe that either one of them will go down. Um, it's it's kind of uh, uh, easy to say that they can improve, right? I mean, you're taking an easy way out if you say Samuel's going to do better. Of course he will because he's going to have a consistent quarterback who's not bad at football. Um, and, you know, a new offense and coaches who believe in the quarterback they just paid, and, you know, a lot of money for. And so, yeah, I, I feel like it's easy to say that he's going to improve. Um, but I, I don't I don't see any reason to downgrade or concern yourself or worry about any of these guys. Christian McCaffrey is going to do what Christian McCaffrey does. I'm not concerned about that either. Um, so I, I feel totally fine about this offense. I'm not, you know, worried about it. I don't, I don't know about as far as Bridgewater, like as a quarterback, like if, you know, you're interested in him, I think he's easily – I think he can easily fall in the top 20 range, you know? Yeah. He has all the weapons to do it. So um, I think he's a top 20 quarterback, and I just feel fine about it. I'm not, like, going to get crazy about anything down or up. I just feel like it's pretty – it's going to stay pretty consistent, and that's what we need in the Carolina offense. Agreed, agreed. I think of everyone here, the one that benefits the most is DJ Moore just because of the position that he kind of plays in that offense. If he can get more consistent, accurate targets – there's no way that doesn't help him. But everyone else, it's it, there's so much uncertainty between the new head coach, offense coordinator, and now Bridgewater. There's a lot of uncertainty here that uh, even if the situation's better for someone like Curtis Samuel, we may not see we may not see that come out for right. almost a year just because of everything being so new. So uh, we're probably going to be. Right back here again, sitting in these chairs this time <laughs> next year in quarantine for some other new virus, talking about how Curtis Samuel is you know, by low this offseason. I mean, if, 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 the, if the spring breakers keep it up, we'll be dealing with the same virus, man. You don't got to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, once it, mut- once it mutates, it's done. We're, we're over. <laughs> All right, so that Carolina's done. Uh there was one other situation that I found interesting because a lot of the news kind of slipped through. There's somebody that we both like, San Francisco. So so riddle me this, all right? They extended Jeffrey Wilson, okay? Probably mm-hmm. hadn't heard about that. They gave a, I believe it was a second round tender to Matt Breida. He was a restricted free agent, all right? So he's back. They restructured our... Our favorite, Jerick McKinnon. Okay. And they, they had most are already under contract. As well as Tevin Coleman. So are the, I think they're going for a new thing. I'm going to call it the free agency cycle. Where <laughs> you extend, tender, restructure, have someone just under the same contract. But the last one is you have to cut the guy. So why haven't mm-hmm. they cut Tevin Coleman yet? Yeah, this is a you know an interesting situation. I mean, even the tender, you know, Brita at a two is pretty high. So they obviously like him. They want to keep him, right? That's what you have to assume. You said they extended Wilson, so the assumption is they want to at least you know bring him through camp and everything. Um, Jarek McKinnon, our boy, restructured. Now I do wonder. I mean, if they restructured him, you have to assume that they want him too, right? They want to give him a chance. Um, Again, you never really know in these teams if they're just trying to bring guys through camp to see how they play, you know, right. kind of do them a favor, see if they still got it, and then they make their decisions then. But it's um, it's only like a million if I if I read yeah, it correctly. so it's easy to you know to just cut bait if they have to. Um, this is one of those teams, man, where like all season 
we had to keep flipping, right? <laughs> we had to keep flipping back and forth from guys. Um, I don't see why they would change that because it worked. Um, I don't think they're a team that wants to commit to any one guy or any, you know, workhorse. Um, McKinnon just muddles it more. I know nobody believes it like me and you do. <laughs> uh, most people think it's just, he's a he's just an afterthought at this point that he's not going to last anyway. But we're we're not going to give up on McKinnon, man. We're gonna we're gonna keep you know keep firm on that. But also you have to wonder like there's some big time running backs who are being cut or who haven't signed, and will the 49ers like? Okay, these guys aren't getting the contracts that they want very clearly because they haven't signed yet or they just got cut. And, you know, a team like the 49ers is a perfect place for one of these guys to go, even if it's a one-year deal to see if the landscape changes after that or just, a, you know, go there and try to win a championship, you know, on a one-year deal. Um, th- that This is like a perfect situation for that. Um, so whether those teams are interested in that or whether the team itself is interested, I don't know. Um, but even that can't be ignored, I feel like, in this situation. Um, so this is just a, a, a real mess. And I guess you just you just take the guy that you like and you hold on to him or you trade for him and, and you let it play itself out. Um, because I don't think you can make a right choice here. It just feels like you just have to get a piece of it and, and, and see how, how it's used, you know? Yeah, I just find it hard to believe they're going to still keep Tevin Coleman and pay him. Uh, I believe it's something like six million they can save. But I guess if they don't have any other cap or contract money issues, that it doesn't matter. They're just going to keep him around and pay him, and they'll just uh, I don't know war of attrition. Just see who's who doesn't get injured, basically. Yeah, that's how it he goes. He might sometimes. be the easiest cut though, right? I don't I don't know the contracts. I don't know if they like if they cut him if there's dead money or anything, but. There's a little bit, but they can save like okay. six million. This was something I had okay. looked into and, and, and spotted, and it was kind of my prediction. And I'm waiting, sitting here watching it, and I was watching to see what happened with the other backs. You know, if they left some of them go, then okay, they'll keep Tevin Coleman. But like I said, they literally brought the entire gang back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you can get anything for a Coleman and you still have him, I would sell him for anything. But um, yeah, he, it sounds like if he's you know, the big cap saver here that he, he would probably be the one to go. Um, but they've also, they've been trading away some big guys, you know, this, this week here, um, big salaries and stuff for draft picks. So, um, you know, John Lynch does a pretty damn good job as a GM of that team. He's like the opposite of Bill O'Brien. Um, so, you know, I'm sure he's working some, some GM magic here and he knows exactly what he's up to and just, we're all puzzled at it watching, um, but yeah, it sounds like, you know, from the research you've done that Coleman is the one that's going to get cut if someone is. Um, but you know me, man, I'm lashed on to my McKinnon and I'm just going to pray to the fantasy guys that that plays out somehow in my favor. But yeah, this is going to be a week to week. Flip this guy, flip that guy. It's this guy this week. It's this guy that week. Oh, he got hurt. It's this guy. Like, that's just the way this offense works. Unless one of those big name guys are there for a one year contract and a championship ring. Yeah, in case listeners are thinking, okay, these guys are crazy. What are they talking about? <laughs> we are a little crazy. I brought it up a little while ago on Twitter, and I was saying I had the realization that if there's people out there who are saying that Darius Geis is 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 going to come back and be a thing, I figured then that means it's okay for me to say that Jarek McKinnon's going to come back and be a thing. It just it seems like those are the rules, right? Those are the rules. 
apparently. They made them. We're just playing by them. It's it's allowed, right? That's those are the rules. I didn't make them. So um, it's just an upside play, you know. What, what does he cost? Um, I'll tell you what he costs. Miles Boykin. <laughs> I literally traded Miles Boykin for Jarek McKinnon, one for one, straight up. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll get on that ride. All day, all day. There's 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 no harm in it, man. Like in his in his best seasons, he's uh, I think he had like 400 and something receiving yards, 500 and something rushing yards you know, five or six touchdowns. Like we've seen what this offense can do with a running back. So there's no question that the offense is good and it works and it's proven. Um, so yeah, he hasn't played in a couple years. There's no question about that. It, none, none of us are saying this guy is like the next greatest thing ever, but if you can stash a guy that may potentially have some real value rather than just drafting some teams, fifth wide receiver, six wide receiver, whatever you're doing, fourth, fifth tight end, like this guy is one of those guys where if it works, it's it can be great, and if it fails, you really don't care because it costs you nothing. That's right. I'm going to open it up for you right here. If there's any name on any of these teams that there's any impacts or anything that you've seen under the radar kind of names, that's what we love here, who like you're buying right now. Yeah, um, I mean, as far as guys that I, 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 you know me, man, I have certain guys that I love and I want them on every team if I can. And so um, it's no like secret, the guys that I like and I've liked them typically for the last couple of years. And so I just try to get them wherever I can. Um, as far as like on these particular teams, I don't think um, I feel like the Tampa Bay situation that we mentioned is pretty interesting as far as like whoever else they add at running back and, and slot guys, stuff like that is what I'm going to pay attention to. Um, with most of the teams we've talked about, I feel like it's all kind of what we talked about already. We've, we've talked about the guys we could buy low. I love buy low. So most of those guys we've already talked about, um, there, there, there's no secrets right now for me with any of these teams. I'm a buy low kind of guy. I'm going to do that. I'll pay up for guys that I love. And we've already talked about those guys. There's no secrets right now for any of these teams for me. Guys that I'm just, that I just love right now that I am trying to buy Austin Eckler, um, again, it has nothing to do with any of these teams, but Austin Eckler is a guy I try to buy. Um, Hunter Renfro, I'm trying to buy as a guy that I, I'm really a, a big fan of right now. Those are the two guys that I'm probably trying to buy in the most places. It's just a, it's a weird two guys, but um, those are the two. And also another guy um, who I tried to trade for recently that I like, but um, I feel like I like him more than other people is Darius Slayton. Um, but he's not necessarily a sleeper. Uh, and again, with these teams that we've talked about, I feel like we've covered probably everybody that I like specifically on these teams. I like Slayton. He's someone I've been trying to get thrown in on some deals with teams yeah. in, in various leagues that have him. I came to the conclusion that I'm not going to try and I'm probably not going to be able to get him until something like October. Like I'm just going to let the beginning of the season happen and him maybe not even look very good. And then I'll go get him because I think he's more of a late in the season and next year guy rather than 2020. Yeah, for sure. They had so many injuries with Golden Tate and so on. I, you kind of just need them to get out of the way. But I think Daniel Jones and Slayton is going to be a really nice, you know, 2021 combo. For sure. Yeah. And I, I'm a big fan of um, if I like a guy like Slayton and, you know, even if you feel like, 
this year might not be the year, but next year is. I'm totally okay with trading my next year's first for that guy. Um, I did it before in the past. One of my most popular ones I loved was I did it for Chris Godwin a couple years ago. Um, I traded a first for him before, you know, he is who he is now. Um, and I'm totally okay with that. Obviously, it sucks when it doesn't play out. So I only do it for guys that I'm like really confident about. But Slayton is a guy like that where I feel like he's going to have a good year. But I'm also willing to wait on him because I feel like it's it's only a matter of time. Um, so he's a guy that I would be willing to trade like a future first for, um, which it looks crazy in the moment a lot of times. But usually, you know, if you if you if you pick the right guys, it plays out. Um, so he's definitely like one of those kind of candidates. Um, I'm also the kind of person that I prefer when I'm playing. If I have a guy who's really hot, like right now, I feel like Debo Samuels is really hot. Um, everyone likes him. I like him. I drafted him last year in, in a dynasty league, I think in the top 10, like number eight, maybe. Um, but I'm still willing to move him if his value exceeds what I like, <laughs> you know, about him. So, um, I would take a trade for instance, I would move Debo for like Slayton in a second, uh, like an early second. Um, where I think some people would think that's crazy, you know, cause there's a lot of big time Debo fans right now. So it just depends, you know, on how people value them. But, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm big on Slayton. Man, I don't, I don't know about a first. I think, I think you could get him with a, a second, a 2020 second. You think so? I, I think so, especially as we get into the draft. I, I think people are going to get see what's going to be there in the second. But like I said, you might also have to wait until the season happens. And, you know, you start the season, it's going to be Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard and, and Barkley and Engram's going to be maybe healthy. And he's going to kind of get lost. And I think that's when I want to target him. That and when the draft gets closer, of course, those picks value increase. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so that second's going to look real sweet when the draft comes around. <laughs> I my One of my go-to moves that I love is is just putting out that offer for a good player with that like early to mid round, early to mid second, and just letting it sit there for him. Just just let it sit there for him. Just letting it build. <laughs> let it simmer. And as the draft gets closer and closer, it starts looking a little better and better. And then it's like a couple days for the draft, and they and next thing you know, they accepted it. It's great. That works on guys like me. I'll let an offer sit there, but some people <laughs> do. Are like, reject, 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 reject. They reject you as soon as you send it. You're like, come on. Let it sit. Uh, Think about a it. A guy I've been trying to buy along those these same lines, and I guess we could have talked about the, the Patriots, like players on the Patriots, because they kind of were caught in the wake of Tom Brady leaving. But it's obvious the people who own Nikhila Harry are high on Nikhila Harry. You haven't really been able to buy him out of value. I wonder if right now you can because they still haven't signed a quarterback and they now know for sure Tom Brady's not coming back. So I'm going to be trying to do that this next week is buying some more Nikhil Harry, even though I think, if anything, his prospects have actually improved in a, in a possibly in a way. Yeah, for sure. That's a good idea. Just Patriot players in general, Edelman, you know, if you're trying to make a championship run and, you know, you're a player away. I'm curious, um, everything aside, like just speaking from a fan's perspective now, because you are a Patriots fan, um, what do you think happens at quarterback? I've been rooting for them to sign Jameis Winston um, since before I even knew for sure with Brady was going to leave. I kept saying, well, if Brady leaves, they need to go get Winston. I don't know if you know bill belichick's on the same page with me on that um 
I kind of wonder it it looks more and more like they may actually go with Jarrett Sidham. Um there's a lot of people who actually think he could be actually good. Um and if he's not, they can tank and and you know, they can tank for Trevor Lawrence the next year. So I, I think that might be where we're at. Yeah, it's such a it's such an interesting storyline, you know, even like, you know, fantasy aside and stuff, because we know like that Belichick is like this guy with an ego. Um and, you know, whether what we think is true or not, you know, it's obviously it's just opinion. But, you know, there is a part of you that says like the Jameis Winston thing is interesting because like trying to stick it to them like, oh, you gave him away. You you, you released him, whatever. You don't care about him. We'll take oh. him since you took our guy and we'll show you how this works. It would be or, glorious. Yeah. Or like you said, sit him, you know, another situation where, again, the arrogance or the ego of Belichick could be, you know, we can lose this guy and still just win with what we have. Um so both of those seem like realistic situations when you think about just, you know, a storyline perspective of how interesting it is. Then, of course, there's obviously a lot of options out there for the Patriots, you know, possibly Cam Newton soon. Guys like Andy Dalton, which is like, eh, hopefully that's not the way it goes. But, you know, there's options and it's going to be fun to see. But um, the Patriots are going to be a it's a new thing, man. I know you said you're not upset. It didn't hit you too hard, you said. But um, this is going to be the first time in a long time you see any other quarterback uh, starting for the Patriots besides Tom Brady, so it's going to be fun. Yeah, my fandom, you know, started basically that year. I mean, I remember watching Super Bowl, youth group party, whatever, 2001. Well, I guess it was 2002 by then, but yeah, that was it. I mean, I was 14, something like that, really starting to my get brother. into watching it, liking football. And uh, yeah, so almost pretty much my entire memory as a as a fan has been that. Um, I don't think I don't think it's fair to say I'm a band, bandwagoner because I I grew up in New England and and like I said, I was watching the team anyway. But that's just happened to be when they started winning, um, yep. and that's all I know. But I think it's gone on enough, and there's been so much success. It's like how how can I be upset about it? So. For sure. Yeah, my brother's a Patriots fan. Same way. Started at the same time. And he's the same way. He's like, I thought I was going to be more upset than I am. And I'm like, oh, you just wait till those losses pile up and you will feel it, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have fantasy football to console exactly. me. There's still some names out there before we close this up. There's some names out there that still are unsigned. Winston being one of them. Cam Newton being another. Some other names out there. No one wants to trade for Melvin Gordon right now, apparently, you included. <laughs> uh, it's really interesting. And I'm going to throw together with him, There's he was joined by a, a surprise, Todd Gurley getting cut by the Rams. And so we have Melvin Gordon and Todd Gurley as free agents, essentially. Gurley has to clear and all that. But here they are. What in the world? They're running out of landing spots. They are. Who can actually pay them. Yeah. Yeah, this is some interesting stuff. Um, you know, you mentioned Gurley, the most recent casualty here, basically. Um, and you talked about Melvin Gordon. And I, I, I think what's happening with these running backs is that, you know, teams are just willing to move on from 
running backs who have some mileage because there's a lot of running backs that come out every year and they want those fresh legs and you know they're dynamic and do can do all kinds of things and they realize they can run these committees um and so it's not necessarily a knock on a Melvin Gordon or a Gurley unless he really is as injured as some people think he is um it's just where you the team wants to invest their money right and so i personally feel like a Melvin Gordon is not going to get the money he wants anywhere um, he's pr- pretty much ruined his career in that sense where, you know, this holdout and all this kind of stuff has just made it a real weird, like dynamic around him. But, um, I feel like guys like him and Gurley are just going to have to take, you know, shorter deals than they want, like one year, two year deals. Um, I feel like teams will pay them a decent amount for that, for that year or two. Um, and maybe go to teams where they can really win. You know, like I said, teams like the 49ers who have a fucking, you know, these five running backs, um, but they're not a Melvin Gordon, right? Or or a healthy Todd Gurley, probably. So, um, you know, those type of teams will take chances on these guys. What about Tampa? Like, we're, we we just got done talking about Tampa and whether they're going to add like a pass catching back and run with Ronald Jones. But they could add one of these guys, right? So, there's a lot of interesting situations. But I think they're they're more likely going to go to places that are winners or are presumed to win um, and take shorter deals because I don't think the long game is their contract at this point. Um, do you feel the same way? I mean, do you feel like either one of these guys could end up with Tom Brady in Tampa, Gurley or Gordon? Yeah, I do think that is a possibility. I recently read that after estimated after Tom Brady's contract and everything, they could clear up around 30 million, which means theoretically they have room to sign one of these guys. Probably I would think Melvin Gordon, um, it kind of stinks for Todd Gurley right now because no team, I'm sure, is going to want to do anything with him without being able to, you know, personally, their own, you know, physicians examine him and those knees. And so he's, and that right now, everything with coronavirus, everything, that's going to be, that's that's not going to happen very easily. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes for him, but. So he may have to do something like you said and and really settle for a lot less money. Yep. Melvin Gordon to Tampa Bay seems like the final best solution right now. I don't think Miami's done. You seem to be high on Jordan Howard <laughs> earlier, but I just don't see any possible way that they're done. Now that they they might solve it in the draft, but mm. um I think they still need either a more of a satellite or just an all-around kind of complimentary running back and, and do kind of what the Eagles had with Miles Sanders and and Jordan Howard. We don't like that because of fantasy football, but it, it works and it worked for them. And I don't see why they wouldn't try to use him in a similar way in Miami, Jordan Howard, that is. Yeah. All right. I think we covered... I think we covered all of it. It's it's all covered. We we said all the <laughs> names. Um, if if anyone can point out to us someone that we didn't talk about, I, I want to hear it. So if you're out there, hit me up. You can complain, quote, tweet me whatever you want at Fusion FFB, or include this guy at Clock Dodgers on Twitter. Tell us who we forgot. Tell us who we're wrong about. Go ahead. But uh, I, I think we at least touched on on everything I can think of. You know, I've done this landing spot matrix where I kind of tried to standardize a little bit of a scoring system for for where the best landing spots are for running backs. Not who we think necessarily 
is the most likely spots, but just the team's need and the available opportunity and workload and so on. So at the moment, I have been, even tonight, updating that and because of all the moves we had some teams fall down we had the rams jump up high so and we've got the falcons up there it's falcons tampa bay buccaneers and then the la rams are my top three right now clearly so the the falcons it looks like they're going to draft i mean i i would put them as the odds on odds on favorite to draft someone like jonathan taylor i believe they have the 16th pick somewhere around there so i don't think they're going to sign any of these gut free agents uh mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense for the money they saved a little bit with freeman by releasing him that's who we forgot there's the one i knew there was one devonta freeman, freeman. he's floating out there too so i, I think him and Gurley might have to wait till after the the draft yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned freeman because i didn't want to miss anybody if we talked about mckinnon then we definitely should have covered everybody else so I'm glad you caught Freeman before someone else called us out on that. <laughs> yeah, I knew there was something else in there. I had somebody I had to talk about here. I knew I had to get to the Falcons somehow. Um, but they are somebody uh, again. So when it comes to the rookie drafts, keep an eye on that. Tampa Bay's there. The Rams. They've got these guys that they keep drafting every year, and then the, we think they're going to be something. They're not. Kelly Henderson. In the meantime, Malcolm Brown has just been there, been doing doing a good job. So. Uh, I don't think that they would sign somebody. They're probably going to just, again, draft some mid to late round guy, but I don't know what their money situation's like. They didn't save much money by getting rid of Gurley, I don't think. At least not no, cap wise. Yeah, I think, they ate, I think they ate a lot on that one. Yeah. So not much there, even though they're kind of the top opportunity teams. That doesn't mean they're going to be the top teams that are have a need they need to fill so for sure anyone else you think out there dark horse for a landing spot for any of these guys i don't have any um i don't, I don't have any man i have one we're not gonna like it i don't i don't have one um what i mean i got one i could just pick my raiders okay you what's that say again i could just i could just pick my raiders i could just See a Devonta Freeman being a backup to Josh Jacobs. <laughs> okay. I like it. No, that makes sense. No, what I was going to say is we're not going to like it, but the Detroit Lions. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I told you you weren't going to like it. What is there to like about the Detroit Lions? What is there to like about that team? <laughs> well, what is there to like about their running back situation, no matter who it is and how good we think they are? It never ends well. Uh, one day it's going to be, it's going to be up there along with like curse of the Bambino. It's going to be <laughs> curse of the Barry, uh, Barry Sanders. It has not ended well since it's then. It's been well. nothing but bad. Uh, as, as much as we love carry on Johnson, it hasn't looked good. Ty Johnson, one good game. Didn't look like he could really keep that up. So I could see, I could see even a Todd Gurley landing in Detroit. Yeah, and not working out, just like every other Detroit running back, because that's how the, this has been a long time coming. I feel like the Lions have not had a good running back in a long time. Am I wrong? Like, when was the last, like, really good Lions running back? I'm telling you, it's the curse of Barry Sanders. They had Amir Abdullah. We were all like, oh my God, he's the next thing. No. He wasn't. Joyke Bell. No. Every time. Joyke Bell. Do you remember Javid? Do you remember? 
Do you remember Javid Best? Javid Best, yes. I love Javid Best. Michael LaShore. Had concussion issues and he was done. But he had such a promising career before the concussions. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Not good. Not good. As long as they don't trade for Jarek McKinnon, I'll be fine. Don't even don't even put that. Don't even say that. That's... <laughs> All right, we're not gonna end on that. We can't end we on can't that. End. So I'm gonna ask you. <laughs> All right, Neil. So I need your sleeper of sleepers on one of these teams. I already kind of asked you who, but I need to go outside of the box here and pull out a name that we're not expecting of someone that you want to stash. Man, on which teams? Give me give me a list of teams. Any which team one? in the NFL. There's 32 of them. I'm not going to hold oh. you just to the guys involved in in the free agency. How deep do I have to go? But I, I just expanded the box when I pulled in, you know, Detroit. So we're, we're kind of... We're going to open it up a little bit and think about some teams that we haven't been thinking about just because they haven't been involved in things. Hmm. How deep can we go here? As we can go, I mean, 30-man roster deep <laughs> with a with a man. 10 taxi. I mean, I want, I want deep. Oh, man, this is tough. Do you have one off the top of your head? I told you before. I only ask the questions. <laughs> I don't have I don't have answers. All I'm right? trying to stall here. I'm trying to stall. If if I if I had the answers, I would just do a, my my usual solo podcast. Today I have a guest, so I get to ask the questions. That's fair. That is fair. That is usually how this works. Um well okay, I, I don't know who's a sleeper to everybody, right? Like like is Hunter Renfro a sleeper still? I don't think so. Okay, I was all in on Hunter Afro. Um, yeah, yeah. So you're not gonna you're not gonna give me that. I'm not gonna let you. Um, no, too obvious. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. You don't want to give me that. Mm. Let's go with. I'm gonna I'm gonna be really crazy. Let's go with Sternberger. Jay Jay Stan Jay Sternberger, man. I I like it. I like this guy, man. I think the situation is playing towards him being the guy there. I know people kind of you know poo poo on the idea of Packers tight ends, um, but I feel like unless they draft someone, they they didn't get Austin Hooper right. They didn't they didn't go all in on that route. Um, there's not a lot of free agent tight ends that really you know. That, that are concerning in any sense where if a team signs them, you're like, well, this is the guy's number one now because, like I said, Hooper was that guy. I guess you could say Ebron, but I don't concern myself with Ebron <laughs> at this point. Um, so I, I, I like his situation, and I'm big on finding tight ends in this kind of in this kind of place because I don't like to draft tight ends early. It's not my thing. And I do participate. Like, you know, we have our the Clock Dodgers Dynasty League where there's two tight end starters um mandatory so you have to have two um so i like the deeper leagues i like guys like him um i think he's sneaky because he's not on people's radar like that packers tight ends in general aren't on people's radars like that and i think he's a guy that they feel really confident in and that's why they haven't gone all in on austin hooper or you know they may draft but even in the draft there's not any tight ends that like last year was stacked with really really good tight ends that we liked a lot coming out um, so even if they draft a tight end, I, I don't really care. I think that Sternberger is the guy that is going to be the number one in that offense. 
And I feel like that has a lot of value um, with the other kind of weapons on that team. So, yeah, Jay Sternberger uh, is a guy that I will be targeting in leagues. I actually targeted in a dynasty league recently, um, but the price with the other players in the deal got a little crazy for me. So I bailed on it, but uh, it wasn't just him that I was trying to trade for, but uh, he was a guy that I thought yeah, I thought I was throwing him in. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that that is a guy that is a sleeper to me that I would target. This way I don't have to pay high prices for tight ends because it's a very – volatile position and i'd rather spend my my money elsewhere so i like it uh he is a sleeper that i like a lot i like it you did it i did it man i pulled it out for you man i did it you did it. i knew you had it in you made it work all right thanks neil for joining me uh tell people where they can find you what they can listen to all your stuff all right i appreciate first of all i appreciate you for having me on again you never know you know sometimes you don't get invited back to these things man you don't know what it is um, but I appreciate you for having me back on. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, all, all the social media at Clock Dodgers. Exactly, exactly how it sounds. Clock, C-L-O-C-O-K, C-L-O-C-K, Dodgers, D-O-D-G-E-R-S. The podcast, same thing. Go to your favorite podcast and app, type in Clock Dodgers, two words, um, and you'll find it. We do fantasy football podcasts. We try to do them every week. It's the off season. Sometimes it's every other week, but during the season, it's every week. Um, and we're, we're we're trying to ramp up more and more content, more and more stuff. So we'll keep bringing that. Uh, but yeah, find us at Clock Dodgers on Twitter, Instagram, the podcast, ClockDodgers.com, wherever you want to find us, whatever's your thing. Um, and again, man, I appreciate you for having me on. It, it does mean a lot. So I enjoy what you do. I enjoy the spreadsheets you put together, all this stuff that I am not capable of. Um, so guys like you are. Uh, a gem that I, I can't du- duplicate. So uh, I appreciate guys like you. Appreciate it. All right. We'll have to have you on. Eh, maybe have you on again <laughs> since you're regular now, I guess. All right. <laughs> yeah. Have a good night. See you later, man. I appreciate it. Can you hear this? Um, with, with, you know, um, maybe I'll pull up Peter Howard and and do it in two parts here. The thing is, when I hear those, I would feel a lot of pressure. I'd be like, okay, I better come prepared for this one. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) That's one. I don't feel pressure. That's good. That's just just the right amount of crappiness. Yeah, just 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 enough. Just mediocre enough that you're good. <laughs> I, I can deal with it. Who can the Bucks get to be his Troy Brown, Wes Welker, Julian Ed- <clears throat> and Corona? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should laugh at that. It's so wrong. Julian Ed- <clears throat> and Corona. <laughs> Whoever that other guy is, I want him over Ronald Jones. Exactly. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, no, 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 no. That's so wrong. What's that again? Abdullah. doing recapping who hasn't been signed and i'm like no actually they were signed 
half hour ago. What are you talking about? It's so wrong. Oh, last time after we recorded, as soon as we were done, this and that news came out and whatever. Um, with, with, you know, um, uh, we'll get those listeners from 16 to 17. Hopefully they don't Bill, Bill O'Brien this thing, man. We'll be all right. Got him. <laughs>